Hello, hello. Welcome to Tuckered Out with me, Ami Tucker. Y'all, it's no big surprise. Parenting is hard. And the pandemic has not made it easier. I know a lot of us have gone insane in the membrane. And a lot of us have also been able to go to various platforms here in the U.S. to get the support we need, whether that's by connecting with experts or by connecting with other parents that are going through the same things. Nithin Pandey is doing the same for parents in India. Nithin is the founder and CEO of ParentTune, which is the most rapidly growing pro-parent network supporting parents to do more for their child. Parents can find trusted advice, validated solutions, and real-time support on ParentTune, and their vision is to be the must-have support for each parent. Guys, Nithin is doing some groundbreaking work, some crucial work, I would say, and it was great to hear his story and the origins of ParentTune. So please enjoy my interview with Nithin Pandey. We are supported by Rocket Club. Rocket Club is the virtual entrepreneurship, coding, and robotics academy for kids age 7 through 14. And guys, my 7-year-old started the class like a month ago and absolutely loves it. They've covered topics such as blockchain and cryptocurrencies and the coding behind the technology. They've talked about stock market analysis NFTs, aka non-fungible tokens, which I'm trying to figure out what that means. And they do all of it through a exciting gamified curriculum. So it's super engaging and fun for kids. They also have 22 additional communities, including coding, robotics, 3D printing, and Rocket Club Live. And they are fully virtual. They have members from 29 different states. And also from England, Ireland, and India. It's super, super cool, super exciting. You can check them out by going to my landing page at www.rocketclub.com backslash tuckered out. And make sure you go through my page so you can take advantage of the free trial. Again, www.rocketclub.com backslash tuckered out. So, Nithin, welcome to the podcast. So glad that you could be here. I am, I'm glad we could have this chat. Um, and it's Nithin Pande, right? That's right. I'm- okay, just making, I, I can get most pronunciations right. I just want to make sure. So, Nithin, I just want to talk a little bit about you and where you grew up. Was it a typical Indian household? Were the parents typical South Asian strict parents and wanting you to be like a doctor, lawyer, engineer? So I grew up in this place called uh, MHOW, Military Headquarters Ward, which is essentially uh, right at the center of the country. And uh, this is a place very close to Indore, which is uh, like the commercial hub of Madhya Pradesh in India, uh, the central state of India. So I grew up there, uh, did all my schooling, my early years, childhood years. And, uh, you know, my father chose to be a vet. Uh, Most of my family served the defense services. Uh, My maternal grandfather served as a freedom fighter uh, and uh, I mean, he was 
actively part of the freedom movement of India and you know so and my grandfather served the Indian Army and then served the you know the uh, domestic territorial army of India when it was getting formed and uh, you know this was both side of my family and my wow. my father decided to uh, become a veterinarian and a scientist and a prof so I grew up in a place where um, education values um, doing something for the country uh, held as top values um, and the family took a lot of pride in what we did for for others and for our nation and um, I mean to to this date if if we hear the national anthem or the flag uh, you know we actually feel in a in a different world we, we phase out very quickly so the easiest way to uh, to get us to focus as a family is to to do either of these so that's okay. that's where I grew up my grandfather had a lot of influence on me. Not strict, but very disciplined. But a very good sportsman. Um, so I picked up a lot of sports from him uh, while growing up. Uh, and my mother was a homemaker. My parents were very encouraging. Uh, my father was very enterprising. He always took initiative. So I got that coming in from him and my grandfather. And my mother, on the other hand, was really... Uh, she had a lot of compassion and empathy for others' problems. She was always... Helping, she was the one who would not speak much, but help a lot of people around her. So I think I got both sides, um, you know, while growing up, and I was really lucky. I had a very good childhood, really happy childhood. You, your family probably has some amazing stories as well. <laughs> yeah. Freedom fighters, that's amazing. By the way, on on the story bit, I'll tell you an interesting story. Any any time, I would love it. Yes. Uh, so this this story is about my nanaji. He was all of 23 years old. He was learning to be a lawyer and he was um, he was in Allahabad, which is in Uttar Pradesh in India. And uh, at that point of time, there was, uh, you know, Gandhiji was moving around the country in the train and he was, um, you know, appealing the youngsters to join the movement and especially uh, lawyers because he himself was a lawyer. So, you know, a lot of lawyers used to turn up at the stations where uh, he used to pass through in the train journeys and that is where he used to chat up with them and uh, among these young lawyers um, you know my nanaji also was one of them so he also went just along with his friends at that point of okay. time he used to smoke and he belonged to a very well-to-do family and he used to wear silk at that point of time you know early 30s and uh, you know so the train stops everyone rushes towards the bogey and to see Gandhiji and Gandhiji starts speaking and, uh, you know, Nanaji starts walking from a distance to see, okay, what's the chatter all about? And he's smoking, right? So as he gets closer to the bogey, he puts a cigarette behind. He's all of 23. He puts a cigarette behind and he's like, he's, he's watching and listening to what's happening. And Gandhiji saw him from the corner of his eye. And he could see the smoke coming from behind <laughs> his head. So he called him ahead. So he thought he's calling someone else. And uh, so Nanaji didn't go ahead. But then he called for him specifically. So he had to go ahead. And uh, then Gandhiji told him, what is it which what you are hiding? Um, and uh, he very reluctantly, you know, wanted to throw it. But somehow he showed it to him. And he said, do you want to do something which you, you have to hide? Do you want to do something that you don't uh, feel good about? And that's it. That was their first uh, interaction. That was the first impression to which 
um, the impression went on to from that day to uh, my nanaji joining the freedom movement and then uh, leaving silk forever until his last day till he turned 100 and then he passed away uh, a few years back he wore only khadi he made his own khadi he wore khadi wow and uh, for the freedom movement and so those are the kind of stories in my family which you will hear uh, you know that's amazing I, you know it's it, my nana actually i know he was thrown in jail uh, he was a freedom fighter as well and i just look at like your, the story of a story of your nana ji and like thinking of my nana ji and just I mean he lived till 100 that's insane. Yes. Like these our grandparents great grandparents will always be like way stronger than any of us could be. <laughs> just it, just mentally physically like it's just amazing how they lived their lives, you know? And when I hear this stuff I'm like I really have nothing to complain about. <laughs> like I'm such a brat. That's amazing. I love that. So So you so you sorry you were saying growing up you had an idea of what you wanted to do or you just trying to figure it out or so did you at, want to follow the footsteps at 9 years Emmy I wanted to open a you know a library of comics which we did four of us <laughs> so four four of us friends So no, this is the beginning of your entrepreneurship yeah, your in, business uh, yeah in hindsight I I can now connect the dots and of course I now understand but at that point of time that was something which I wanted to do then while i grew further i wanted to play a lot of sports uh and you know i kept doing that and then there were various occasions on which i had to choose one to represent a, you know a, a college a school and while i was growing up um, engineering happened to me so i became an engineer i won't say there, there's a there's a nice indian path i was waiting for one of them <laughs> <laughs> so that happened i would not say that i wanted to be or not wanted to be an engineer but at that point of time uh, when i was in uh, plus 2 then that was the time that i started uh, getting really keen on the mathematics side of uh, things and i i thought you know why not pursue this more so i chose to be an engineer and then post that um after that most part of uh, my life i have wanted to do uh, what's next so i wanted to go to b school and i wanted to learn about how things worked end to end and that was what fascinated me about understanding b schools decision making understanding consumer consumer research really fascinated me a lot on campus so so that was thought through and then i still yep. remember when i was on campus we passed out in the 911 year and that was one of the worst years to pass out because there were no companies there were no placements and companies had backed out at that point of uh, at that year and and some of us had uh, sort of one round left to get placed in the placement week but those companies didn't turn up and some of the biggest names didn't turn up so you know we were one of those um, unlucky batches to pass out but my batch did really well i was lucky i got to work with a very good healthcare company where i started my first job and then i moved on to consumer durables fmcg i worked with a company called loreal and um, you know i was based in bombay at that point in time so i moved across the country in my first 7 uh, 8 years also outside the country on small stints and then every time i wanted to be back in india because okay I was, I was just about to ask you. So the one thing I know from because all my cousins have grown up in India, how insanely competitive it is in India to get into schools, the good schools. Was there any time, point of time that you wanted to do any education outside of India? 
I would not say that, you know, at any point of time, except for maybe sometime now or later, once things settle down, I would want to study uh, some bit of, uh, you know, user experience or some bit of things to do with child education and development. Those are areas right. where I would want to do some, you know, like almost like uh, internships or something which I could learn and study in short courses. I feel uh, I would want to do that. But other than that, no, I have never. No, no. Okay. No, that's good. And so then, and then you just mentioned this. So you've had, you've worked in education and child development yes. uh, previously. Yes. So this transition into parent tune seems to make sense because it, that's what you were doing for a while, correct? Yes. That's right. Okay. So parent tune, let's, let's get into that. First, what is the birth story of Parentune? How did you jump into it? And how did the idea begin? So, you know, this all started uh, when I was working with an FMCG company. I wanted to do something really meaningful. And on um, on weekends, I used to go to B-schools to do learning and teaching. And I was doing some case studies for them. I could add value to them because uh, students could find out what's really happening in the in the actual action, what's really going on. So, I but I didn't understand that education could be a way of doing things in almost like a business-like manner, right? And then came this opportunity uh, to work with an organization, an Indian organization, which was uh, almost like fledgling, just getting started, called ZLearn. And this was okay. um, this was a chain of preschools, which was at that point of time around 100 preschools in India and preschool. Back in 2007 was a very, very uh, new concept in India. And uh, the way we, we wanted to do it was that it could become really uh, playful, interactive, immersive for a child. And a child could really go through these years in a, in a really happy uh, you know, manner and can also learn through. Right? So I liked that. And I thought, you know, this is really meaningful. I can make an impact. And uh, these are the best years for a child. So I would want to do something about it. This uh, seems to make sense. But right. this came up and, uh, you know, my heart said that, you know, might as well uh, do this because this is really meaningful and I'm really compelled to do this. So that's how I was drawn first time. Gut. Your gut was telling you. Yeah. And that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was all of 28 when I joined Zealand and I joined them as a business head and I was responsible for an entire vertical. And uh, we did really well. I had some great colleagues there. We built the team grounds up. Uh, you know, I teamed up with uh, the CEO. You know, things worked out. And uh, we scaled uh, the preschool work from 100 preschools in India to 1,000 preschools in two and a half years. Wow. Uh, the organization did really well. We became, uh, we became fairly large. And uh, U.S. value terms, we started doing $16, $17 million of top line. And uh, wow. that is when we did a mid-cap IPO. So it worked out really well. While I went through this journey, I realized that there were a lot of other challenges which parents were facing beyond academics or beyond preschool. And these were challenges like, you know, uh, my child is not yet speaking. Uh, what should I do? My child stutters. Um, I'm worried about my child's growth. My child is leaner right. or shorter. So this is, you're, you're getting all of this just through feedback. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And and I was moving to these preschools, listening to parents, because like I told you, you know, my deep interest uh, while even I was in uh, B-school was consumer research. So for me, all the action had to come in from a consumer insight. So I believe in 
actionable consumer insight and that should right. what is uh, really important to build a product or a, or a business or a brand which is really responsible and meaningful so i saw a lot of value in these uh, you know questions from parents unfortunately i didn't have an answer in our scheme of things the preschool teachers are not trained or not equipped or they don't have that kind of a training to answer questions on nutrition you know they are not experts on child growth right. and development right and so i started thinking you know i want to work in this area so i thought you know whenever i move on from this job i'm going to look for a job in this area and i actually did to my surprise there were no jobs because there was no one else who was working in this area at that point in time right and then i thought maybe you know i am not thinking right or straight maybe i need to uh, rewire myself maybe it's too early for india and then i started looking outside india and then in almost every country i found someone doing like really great work in the same and i had a few options to move out of india and like i told you earlier as well my heart has always been in india so i wanted to understandably of course yeah. yeah so i wanted to do something here so actually i wasn't left with a choice and uh, i had a few other uh, you know job offers and then there was this and um, you know i i chose to go with again with my heart and i was compelled to do something about this and so right. i did take the plunge and that is how first time the thought of parentune happened the name wasn't there okay the thought was that can we create a bridge for a parent to get the right advice to raise their child right right and if we can do that we would empower so many parents to do what is right for their child and then the childhood would be so so beautiful and each child would grow to their true potential right more well rounded so i mean look i love i love the name first of all parent tune that's fantastic um and you know it's a, it's a and we have a lot of these in the states so we're we're used to it over here but for india and and our culture there raising a child and supporting a child outside your familial network outside grandparents and mommies and daddies and chachis and chachas isn't a normal thing you know going outside to an uh, uh, outside network um is a very new concept i would imagine there so one um how has the reaction been to this and two is it i mean i know it's been positive but is it because there are new generations of parents coming coming up and are more open to these ideas yeah any partly that definitely and partly how um the social structure of india changed between 2010 to now right if you look at okay um the entire urbanization of our country um i started thinking about this first time in 2010 and 11 that you know there has to be some uh you know some bridge uh to these concerns of parents right. because the families were the family structure was changing from a family of 8 or 9 to family of 4 or 3 Okay India was getting very uh, you know almost like an accelerated uh, urbanization right so bombay bangalore and then suddenly there were no more six metros in india there were top 20 towns top 20 cities in india and today if you look at it india is urbanizing at a rocket speed right and wow. and in these uh, uh, families uh, there was that need of support and advice on a real time basis and the other thing was that there were a lot of new um, new structures forming around the family like how you get your groceries to how do you step out what do you do on your weekend to all of that was changing right. and then uh, these parents were 
reaching out to their extended families their parents were telling them look i don't know about what is postnatal care because we didn't have that in our time right 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 but these parents were getting more and more aware um because of the urbanization um they were getting that exposure and so indian urban parents were looking for the support and right and i'll tell you as we move on to what really accelerated it but yeah but in short you know if i was to tell you very crisply it would be that parents were uh, looking for trustworthy and relevant advice to their stage and that is why parentune uh, took birth and that is why parentune actually grew so in terms of the experts and advisors how has the process been gathering them and getting them on board and who are they right so when we started this uh, we realized that there were a lot of questions about child development nutrition uh, pregnancy um you know there were high risk pregnancies increasing in india so there was that need of the gynecologist advising them you know in the right time so there right. were these three four key experts who we needed uh, right in the beginning so we almost uh, like specifically looked for these experts and we uh, looked for really top experts in the, each one of these areas and we reached out to them and okay. at that point of time parentune was really uh, not as large as it has become in terms of numbers or scale and things like that we were hardly 50000 parents on the network at that point of time so we didn't okay. go to them we told which is still great by the way <laughs> i mean 50000 i know for india is not a big number but it's a big number <laughs> yeah so this was uh, this was back then i mean when we reached out okay. to experts and we said look this is our mission we want to help parents raise their child you want to be a must have support for parents to take the right decision right. for their child would you yeah. want to help us um, you know help more parents and you would be surprised i mean all the ones who we uh, you know wanted to hand pick they were more than uh, willing to not only come on board but they all went beyond the mandate and they almost uh, became core part of parentune and most of them today are the core panel the expert panel of parentune So right. in the expert panel we have 20 of them and then we have an okay. extended experts panel which is 370 doctors now and wow. these are child psychologists doctors pulmonologists who we need now uh, in today's uh, time right. dentists uh, peds developmental peds uh, experts in autism special needs yep. uh, child sexual abuse all these areas so over the years we uh you know realize after the first uh, few years that because we had got the best of them on board with us at the core they were attracting the others who were equally good or they wanted to be as good what are some of the biggest concerns you've seen on the platform or the most popular topics you've seen uh with parents uh recently besides covid of course right we did start working on understanding and listening to parents very carefully right from the beginning like i said you know the background the the way i am wired is you have to understand the pain points to be able to then find an actionable insight around it and then solve right so we did that and while in the process in 2017 um we created a large pool of uh data which was constantly feeding back in a structured way to us and we could run over that we could run analytics on almost real time basis and what it became was a predictor uh, 
personalizing uh, engine for us and we called it hotspot almost okay. like giving us the you know the top hotspots or the top pain points of parents which we which we should address and curate solutions right. for and uh, that really helped us in 2017 and over the years what we've realized that that is the big big difference in terms of how our core engine works and and that is uh, practically speaking that is one of the best personalization engine today for parents anywhere global and even wow. if, even if you were to use it with the us context and if you were to use parent you will find it gets really intuitive as you start using it more and more got it it almost understands your concern and curates right you know solutions accordingly ah uh, the things ai can do right yeah so this is a combination of like you said ai deep learning and large pool of data and yeah. co- combined in india because there are so many languages combined with nlp and uh, right. our technology team curated it over the years but this was like almost like slow burn singeing it took us a lot sure. to get it right to get it right how many languages do you guys uh, communicate in five uh, five so, yes the uh, hindi english telugu tamil what else would there be tamil Tamil, Punjabi, Punjabi, Marathi, Marathi. Okay, Marathi. So I know, I know the basics. I know the uh-huh. basics. Um, you know, you know why this is. I mean, this is exciting. To I mean, this is fantastic that you guys are doing this. I just also think it's so great that people are able to open up about these topics because. as we know in our culture which i love a lot of these topics are hard to talk about in our families and our communities they're taboo um you know mental health wasn't really addressed before sexual wellness for women isn't addressed as much you know things like autism child uh, sexual abuse all that stuff so this right that the fact that you have a platform that you can open up on is exactly what i think india needs right, right. and some of the top concerns like you said Amy, are these some of them? Like you said, one of the big ones for uh, pregnancy now now is high risk pregnancies. Uh, right. India is seeing an onset of higher risk pregnancies now uh, happening a lot more. The frequency okay. increases. And the second thing is in terms of conception also, like conceiving a child is now becoming a little more difficult. What you you've been seeing in some of the countries is now starting to happen in India. There are fertility issues and things like that. So. that's at the at the beginning of the journey and then you know in terms of preemie babies uh preemie right that's happening um and that's a concern and then in terms of developmental milestones for a child and right you know, this could be speech to physical uh, milestones those are concerns nutrition uh is concerns right uh, is a top concern right from pregnancy to a growing up child and uh, a lot of uh, families for example feel that the child is underweight and what we seen is like for example there's a contrasting difference between a parent tune parent vis-a-vis a non-parent tune parent in india if you were to talk you would be able to distinguish yes please t- please tell me i want to hear this yeah for example you know uh, if you talk to a parent and say okay um i think your child is looking a little thinner or the weight is less mm-hmm. which is in indian cultural context you know what i mean right so the the response you will get is yeah 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 my child is you know a little underweight i'm i'm giving him chalega theek hai whatever yeah yeah but if you would talk to a parent tune parent and say the same thing the parent tune parent would uh, come back and say that 
you know, my child's weight gain has been just right. And my child is lean, but my child's weight is right because my child's birth weight was, let's say, two kgs. And my child's uh, weight now after six months is four and a half kgs. So the weight gain... They're armed. They're armed with knowledge. They they actually are listening and understanding from experts, which is a big difference. And I got to ask this kind of a cultural question, but my assumption would be that most people on the platform are women. Uh, close to eighty eight percent of our you know active users are women okay or to be okay. Women. And uh, having said that, now dads are getting more and more active, and in fact, we're okay. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Do you see any shifts in that with, with the newer generation? Yeah, yeah absolutely. In the last four, okay. four years, especially, we found uh, dads getting more and more active. And in fact, we are, uh, you know, I was talking to a few dads and we are inviting them to start doing podcasts on parenthood. And Oh, good. Yeah, so we are going to, uh, you know, because dads have a different approach to this. And a few dads told us that we would like to, to podcast if, if that works for you. I said, yeah, why not? You know, we will create podcasts for you guys on Parenthood. Sure. Why don't you come on board and start podcasting if that's what you want? Just to get involved. Like dads don't have to be and never will be involved the same way mothers will. I've, I've learned that through my two kids. Um, but there's different ways dads can be involved. And I'm glad that fathers there are are getting, you know, uh, more in tune with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, in the COVID times, most of the urban moms have told us that while, yeah, they've been um, working really hard, especially the working moms, dads in most of the cases have been equally active. And, and right. you know, I'll tell you what, one of the best things on parent is we don't judge uh, parents or parenting. Our belief is that, you know, we should be there for each parent on the network to support them in their journey right? rather than show them a report card because that's not what they need. That's the last thing India needs. You guys have too many report cards there, too many tests there. And I think that's exactly the right call. No judgments because yes. that is one issue I think our community has. There's too much judgment on things. And that, that's slowly changing as well. So I can tell you one thing for sure. What you'll find like an absolute taboo on parenting is judgment. No judgment. Yes, um, that's very good. Neither from the network. I mean, that is also a big difference. You will find a parenting parent vis-a-vis uh, a parent who is not on parenting as yet. You'll find this contrasting difference, right? And they, they have a lot of uh, abundance mentalities, another thing which you'll find. Parents really helping each other, you know, sharing uh, the tricks, the tried and tested, you know, which... Sometimes you would hear that, you know, doesn't happen so much, but on parents, you find that happening a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's great because you can go on there and actually find a community and not feel so alone. Like, yes. oh, is it, am I the only one going through this? Is, is there something wrong with me or my child? You know, so I know there is experts on there. Is it peer to peer as well? Can you start your own groups on there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So okay. there's, there's something called as parent talks, wherein you could uh, start a talk in your friend circle. Uh, you can create your own network on Parenthood and you could do these talks in closer groups. Okay. You can choose to make it private. The whole network is, by the way, a closed group. So in the uh, in the members area, no visitor can get into and no personal details. So not your email, not your phone numbers, um, okay. not, not your personal details, not anything about the child. 
because that was also one of the uh, you know top concerns why parents were not talking about these concerns on social media because right you know they don't want to be in places which are like fairly fairly um, going to either heighten that concern or not solve the concern but make it like a news that is not yeah just the judge the judgey the gossip the what is what are they doing wrong and yeah. what yeah it's just too much right so it's a safe right. place and right. uh, on parenting you need to verify your account so it's okay if you if you've not become a subscribed user or you haven't paid but what is not okay is not verifying your account so you will need to verify your identity your account so that other parents can connect with you and if you're a verified account you get almost like a like a tick mark you get visual tick mark on your profile and once you have that verified mark then other parents connect very freely with you and then you can you know talk uh, and share it yeah i think we all need that tick mark nowadays just to like feel comfortable on any platform the world has gotten insane what are the campaigns i was looking at um on your site uh which looks great by the way i really like the release the pressure campaign that you guys have done can you tell me more about that So this was something which we did uh, a few years back and uh, this was the time that you know there was a lot of exam pressure on uh, children especially in senior classes and right. uh, you know we we liked this idea about uh, this initiative which was coming up on releasing the pressure and keeping things really safe for the child not causing a lot of pressure and all of that and we thought you know might as well do something about it how about um, helping the parents understand what their child's mindset right now is and not stopping there but also empowering the parent with some you know basic tips what can they do to help their child um what is the role of uh, you know why do children get a upset stomach before exams what can a parent advise the child how can they look at their nutrition their diet to keep them like going through end of the day all pressure causes uh you know you got to go back right so So it all comes from the gut everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you know yes. things like that and that worked really well and and this is something which at various stages we kept resurfacing to help uh, parents to understand the child better during these uh, exam times and to be more support, supportive. Right. Right. No, I I I love that campaign. I mean, my kids are still 7 and 4. They're so young. Um but even at this age over here things are already so competitive and there is so many people are putting their kids in so many different classes and this and that i have to be careful about you know i can't be competitive because other families are competitive you know you naturally as also indian families south asian families we naturally want our kids to do everything um and so i have definitely felt myself at times get putting pressure on her and then i step back and i'm like literally like she's 7 like calm down it's fine just because of the environment that a lot of us are in so you're doing um, so you're doing awesome if you're able to consciously understand that and and uh, I am that's the one thing i def- i definitely step over the line and then i step back amazing um and i'm very i am a big believer um and you can tell me your point of view but i'm a big believer in saying sorry to your child if you did something if you didn't do something the right way so this morning I yelled at her. It was not the right time to yell and she didn't actually deserve it. So we were in the car and I said, "Hey Anya, I I yelled at you cuz I was stressed. It has nothing to do with you." And she goes, "That's okay." And I was like, "Okay, just don't don't go to therapy in 30 years cuz of this." <laughs> just making sure. 
But, you know, you try as parents, you have to try to realize they're humans. They have the same emotions as we do. They're not as developed, of course. And so everything we do counts, you know, um, and we need to release the pressure on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, another another thing which is going to be interesting and we're working on, and like I was telling uh, you, we are going live with it tomorrow on Parenthood. It's, yeah. it's vaccination for kids, which is that, uh, you know, parents are coming forward and they are going to pledge support for moving things to the next step in India for the kids to get vaccinated. And, and right. that's something which is giving sleepless nights to a lot of parents. So, right. Now, again, we pick these things very early on um, before anything else, because uh, on Hotspot, we start seeing parents' concerns on aggregated level, right? And we can see those trends. So we understand that this is a distress uh, point for parents and we need to do something about it. So we are starting from tomorrow and all um, the entire network of parenting would come forward and show their support uh, and ask for moving things to next step and we'll we'll try and make the right noise the right steps to make sure that that happens for kids in india because the third wave is going to be i hope not as bad as what people are saying but if it is going to be that we can't leave things to chance and then think about it at that point of time how are parents thinking about it now are these experts able to ease their stress actually there's a lot of mixed signals right now and okay uh, the urban uh, parents are very clear they want, majority of them want their uh, child's vaccination to be taken care of. Um, and within that, there are two thought processes going on right now. One, uh, of course, testing should happen and then in India and then we should administer them. But then there right. are uh, a fairly large number of parents who are saying, look, what's happened in some of the other countries and it's safe and it's tested and it's already happening. So why reinvent the whole wheel? Why can't we get those vaccines which are already child safe and administer it for our children here in India. And right. uh, so th those are uh, also a group of parents. And then there's, uh, I think, what we've seen in most of the early trends, our prediction is that more and more parents would start demanding for movement in this area in terms of vaccine right. for kids. Because they, they are right now fighting through so the other top concerns in the rest of the towns of India, um, you are not uh, getting so much of chatter there, but it would start to happen. And we, we are already seeing early signs of that also happening. So I think it is going to be very important to see movement in vaccination for kids, uh, especially. Yes. No, that's amazing. That's great that you guys are doing that. Is there any other projects besides that one that you're currently working on or any future projects that you can talk about? Yeah, I can tell you about mental health, which. Uh, okay. You know, so March, I remember I was in office and, uh, you know, uh, lockdown wasn't announced in India at that point of time. And this was 5th or 6th of March. And we were talking about, uh, as a team, getting prepared to start working in a remote environment. And nobody had any clue. But the, right. the good part was we had a few of our teammates who were, who were working remotely, who were experts and content, uh, you know, folks. So we were anyways working with them on a remote working uh, sort of a protocol. So what we did right. in the office was we started simulating that as if, you know, we are in remote working uh, environment and we started doing that for four or five days. One of the things which we realized was that um, folks who had, uh, you know, started experiencing irritability, um, they 
came forward and we have a very uh, very fun culture i mean people speak freely so one of them over lunch said you know this is very irritating uh, you know looking at the screen for so long and all of that and yeah i mean we started thinking about that and then i started reading about lockdown and then we started thinking about it how is lockdown going to be for children and march last year i still remember on 8th of march in our office i recorded a video right it was i i gave it a lot of thought i reached out to our expert panel uh, talked to our child psychologist psychiatrist and we together five six of us we put things together and they said look i am going here i am busy there i i said i am going to record a video uh, with all your points just get me all these points wet it and then we go live with this video so i recorded a video and in that one of the concerns which i pointed out to parents was uh, mental health and wellness uh, for children and what should they look out for i feel so good about it and now it has become something which has not only helped parents but we took the initiative uh, to the next level and the next and the next and today what we are uh, you know going to do again from this week onwards is every day there would be almost like an hour of mental wellness and uh, emotional and mental well-being for children specifically that's amazing and uh, we've also opened uh, uh, like a, on a daily basis if some parent wants to do a counseling session one on one with an expert a more immersive session or attend uh, we've been doing expert lives every alternate day so okay something which we are taking to the next level and normally when we take things to becoming way of life then we introduce a unit for it like a visual unit so tomorrow we uh, take that visual unit live which is called mental uh, wellness and, okay. and that's something which is going live tomorrow so that's another thing which we are really looking forward for because that's like almost like a bomb which is required right now for for children i mean 100% i feel like there i mean as from what i know that's a huge there's a huge hole uh in that area in, for india and so especially considering uh concerning children yeah um and i was i was going to ask you whether cuz obviously over here therapy we we've been doing therapy here for years everyone does therapy here um how about over has has therapy on, been on the rise going to see an us a psychologist a therapist are people more open to it now now that's happening but uh, you know so what we've realized is i mean in in uh, in a, in case of covid especially the pandemic right we started doing these sessions right so parents were not really uh, coming forward for counseling of their child because they didn't see much signs but to see the signs you uh, as a parent need to know what do i need to look for right right so, right so what we realized was first thing is we need to create awareness about that so we did around 75 76 sessions uh, in the last 40 days wow and wow. these are like hour long sessions with psychiatrists with child psychologists uh, you know mental health experts we did back to back to back you know and in right we could see the shift and then parents have started coming fo- forward for and now they uh, have almost like it's a positive pressure to have when they said you know we want to get counseled uh, we want to have those immersive session which you guys keep talking about in the workshop where are they yeah so, yeah then we have to curate it so we've done that we've gone ahead so in our case it's always been what parents are telling us and what do they need it's almost like uh predicting it and starting to work towards it and making it ready by the time they need it and right. that's, that's what wow. we're trying to do 
you are building the future of India. These kids will grow up just in a healthier, happier way, uh, one child at a time. So I think I, I hope, um, and I know you guys will will become bigger and bigger. And that's actually where I wanted to ask you: future of the company. So I think you have three million people on the platform right now. So we do. Uh, in terms of verified parents, we have now crossed right. three million. In terms okay. of the registered base of parents on the mobile app and the site, we have five million of them. But the usage of Parentune is in double-digit millions of parents because. Uh, in terms of content, in terms of, uh, you know, consumption of content, yeah. reading through, because that's not limited to only the closed network. The content can right. be, the talks right. can't be, the expert queries can't be, that is only limited to the verified base of the, you know, of the platform. The rest is, so it's it's grown really fast. And as right. I see uh, going forward, we want to essentially become at least 20% parents supported by Parentune. That is what we want to be in the next two years. And that means that we should be able to reach at least 100 million parents in India. Oh and, my God. And yeah, I mean, we have 500 million parents in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if we can do that in the next two years, and if we can make sure that uh, they have the Parentune support to do what is right for their child in India, I think that would be a good milestone to get to. And that is what we are, uh, you know, striving towards and getting to. But also, like you said, one child at a time and not getting too, too carried away by just that number. You know, also right, right. So if we lose that, right. what, how we are doing it, then honestly, I won't be excited uh, because that's right, not right. Well, that's why you got into it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's fantastic. And congratulations on everything you've done. Um, I'm going to end this session with, a, it's called a fast round of questions just to get to know you better. So basically, first thing you can think of, what is the best compliment you've ever received? You've uh, saved my child's life. Oh, that's a pretty solid compliment. That's very nice. How would your parents describe what you do for a living? You know, he's doing something really crazy. He gave up a plush career. Uh, we don't know why did he do that, but now we feel really proud of what he's doing. <laughs> but he's on the news now, so he's doing great. He's happy. Yes. This, I love this question because South Asian parents, Indian parents, have such different ways of describing what we're doing. My mom will just be like, she talks on the computer. <laughs> Look, okay, great, whatever. If you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would they be? I would love to see my maternal and, uh, you know, uh, my paternal grandfather, both of them. You know, also, I would say Nelson Mandela. That's pretty solid. That's a pretty solid group right there. No no Bollywood people, huh? No, not yet. <laughs> We're over them. <laughs> what would you pick for your last meal? I think uh, my mother's uh, home-cooked meal, anything, whatever she would make. Totally. Totally me. I can make like, I'm Gujarati. I can make like two Gujarati meals and I'm like, mommy, I need your help. I can't do this. <laughs> and then finally, is there anything else that you want to add about Parentune that I didn't cover? I mean, uh, yeah, I would love to talk about Parentune Plus. Um, yeah, sure. So, you know, when we uh, started working on Parentune, we knew that um, it is going to be a longer journey. And at some point of time, we would curate something which is truly valuable and could be the the platform could be uh, freemium. So we don't want to be uh, just limited to a certain 
uh, strata of the society. We want this to be almost like democratized in across right. India. And every every home should have the parental support, right? Every family should yep. have that. But at the same yeah. time, we wanted to curate some services which were like a bouquet of services which becomes uh, a must-have uh, at various junctures uh, for a for a parent. And so what we did was we've now converted them into a subscription, which we call Afternoon okay. Plus. And uh, what it does essentially, it's actually a value saving. So rather than uh, spending uh, differently or spending each time on that transaction, you actually save a lot of money if you take that membership. It's a, it's a membership you subscribe for for the year. How we priced it was, uh, you know, twelve ninety nine. And then COVID happened and we slashed the prices uh, to four ninety nine uh, through the COVID okay. period. And we'll try and sustain these prices through the COVID period. But right. uh, this is something which we are doing. And I think this is something which can really help a parent always be uh, rest assured, always be supported, always have 24 by 7 have the export support uh, to do what is right for their child. And right. uh, and that's something which we are really excited about because this is uh, our top quality uh, service which we've curated over the years, over the last seven years. And this has some solid, uh, you know, almost one and a half thousand hours of uh, parental support, which is wow. very specific and can help you raise a child right from pregnancy till the child starts going to college. So, right. So that's something. And, it, it, and even then they come back home and bug you. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that as well. We'll work on that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It just makes me so happy that Indians, the Indian community is actually talking about things that I feel like we wouldn't have talked about even like 10 years ago. So Yay, new generation. Times are changing. You go, kids. Guys, please check out parenttune.com, P-A-R-E-N-T-U-N-E.com. Find out ways that you can get involved. And as always, you can follow moi at tucker.podcast, tucker.withummy.com. Lots more to come. Thank you guys for listening. Love you. This is Tuckered Out. <laughs>